the subject of a hearing that is going on even as we speak at the city council chambers. There will be a second public meeting later this evening, starting at 5.30, both of them on the same subject, what to do about the coal ash ponds that sit right there adjacent to Lake Springfield and have for decades gathered some of the uh, toxic waste byproduct from the burning of coal to generate electricity in our community. Well, you didn't think we got electricity and then there was nothing left over. No, when you burn that coal, there's a lot of crud that uh, has to go someplace. It's been going into these ponds for decades. Now, the utility has to uh, figure out what to do with them because they no longer comply with uh, various environmental regulations. So they've got to either remove all of that coal ash, take it someplace else and dispose of it, or leave it where it is and set out to permanently cap and cover it. CWOP has a preferred option in this regard, and they are laying out those options and making uh, their case this afternoon, but also getting public comment in the hearing uh, today, going on right now and again this evening. Among those who have very strong opinions about this are environmental groups such as the Sierra Club. And joining us live now is Nick Dotson with the Sangamon Valley Group of the Sierra Club to talk more about this. Nick, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here with us. Jim, thanks for having me. Well, I, I've tried to, to lay this out in some pretty pretty basic terms. There's a lot of complexity to this uh, in terms of what it all means. But essentially, we have two options at hand, as we noted. Uh, either take all of that coal ash out of there, away from where it is sitting, right next to the lake, uh, and take it someplace else, dispose of in some kind of a landfill, or leave it there and cap it. The Sierra Club uh, feels pretty strongly that one of these options is better than the other. What? Uh, where do you fall on this? Right. So I think if we kind of look at this from a historic point, if we all, you know, got our thinking cats on and, and travel back in time about 53 years ago when CWLP started accumulating coal ash, at that time, the best technology available was simply dumping coal ash in a pond. It wasn't lined. It wasn't prepared for coal ash or toxic debris. Uh, and currently, the plan is to simply cover that. We have a lot of reservations with that because that water is directly connected to groundwater. It's not lined, and it's going to leach poisonous, toxic chemicals. As already self-reported, in 2017, CWLP had 623 water violations. Yeah, this uh, this was noted in the uh, in the hearing today. By the way, people can monitor uh, this uh, next hearing starting at five thirty. It's on the city's cable channel. You can see it streaming, or you can attend in person on this. Uh, but they've noted the fact that there has been some issues of existing contamination, and and this seems to be partly related to the fact that the existing ponds don't sit far enough away from the the high water mark of the of the current aquifer there. Yet the utility makes the case uh, through their engineering firm, they make the case that the um, the capping is actually better for the environment in the, quote, short term than taking all of that coal ash out of there. You have to remove it. You have to move it. You have to transport it someplace else. They say that actually stirs up potentially more toxins in the short term. What What's your response to that? You know, I, I, that might be the case. However, I think it's a little bit disingenuous to think about it as it affecting the community quite as much as the groundwater being affected by poisonous chemicals. Uh, to transport coal, uh, we've got the interstate system 
directly next to CWLP. We actually even have rail yards from back in the day right on CWLP's property. Uh, so there's a couple different options, and I'm curious uh, if CWLP can assure the community that we're not just selecting the cheapest alternative for closure and they're actually doing the right thing for the right choice. Well, it has to be noted uh, that the capping in place does seem to be a significantly cheaper option. Estimates provided today at the hearing uh, say that it would be about $8 million to cap it versus $145 million to remove it and transport it someplace else. And then you have to, you know, obviously decontaminate the site where, where everything had been there. Uh, a vastly more expensive proposition. How much uh, should that be a factor in making this ultimate decision? You know, I'm not sure that we can put a quantitative number on public health, uh, clean water, clean air, and a clean earth that we're all sharing and inhabiting. So uh, I'm not sure if I have the right answer for that. Yeah, it might seem expensive at this moment, but in 30 years from now, if that cap is no longer able to uh, be relevant or if the lining that does not exist on the pond is even worse and there is more groundwater contamination, uh, I just I have a lot of reservations with it. And being a community advocate, a person that cares about Springfield and Central Illinois deeply, uh, I'm going to get up there and talk about it because, you know, I have a lot of concerns to the community specifically. Uh, you know, how is CWLP going to ensure that the public input is meaningful and they're not just checking a box? I appreciate this public hearing. I think it's great. I want to make sure that they're not just doing it just to say they did it. We're talking with Nick Dodson, Sangamon Valley Group of the Sierra Club, about these public hearings. They are required by law, by the way, to have these hearings, to take public input. Uh, but the utility has acknowledged that their their plan as of right now, when they go to the Illinois EPA to seek a permit for the disposition of these coal ash ponds, that their plan right now is to pursue the uh, far less expensive capping option. Uh, but they do say that they are listening to the input and what they hear in these meetings today could potentially change that. And I guess we won't know until that, that final uh, permit application is made. Uh, Nick, let me ask you this, because you talked about the fact that uh, there have been water quality violations recorded in, in recent years that appear to be directly related to the coal ash in these ponds. Now, um, you know, obviously, you can have violations based on uh, parts per billion, fairly minute quantities of something in the water, but, but higher than what the standards would call for. Are, are there any known or proven even health effects, harmful health effects that have been documented from the presence of the coal ash in these ponds, which, as we noted, have been there for decades? Uh, you, you know, by our coal ash pond specifically, I don't know. But I do know coal ash uh, chemicals and the residue within it is a known carcinogen. Uh, there's tons of different special ingredients that give you that razzle-dazzle of lots of lots of definitely poisonous additions to water. And I think that's pretty obvious to know if you just look and see what the ingredients in coal fly ash or coal ash rather are. Uh, so while that, with that being said, Springfield may not have any water coal ash issues uh, from the water. However, we did just this summer have a fly coal ash incident in Springfield where I know people that are still having respiratory issues from it. So uh, it, it's different, but it's not. So I think it's important to, to analyze it. Uh, one uh, thing that I don't know uh, if it's being covered in the hearing today before I had to uh, to log off to, to come on the air, I hadn't heard it mentioned yet, but we're going to continue for a while to burn coal uh, to produce electricity here. Uh, they're going 
going to start this process of closing down or, or removing and eliminating these coal ash ponds over the next several years. But what do we do with the, the, the waste byproduct that we're going to continue to generate for years to come at the, the Dolman 4 plant? Has that been discussed at all? You know, that's actually a point I was going to bring up tonight myself, Jim, because we, we still have a long uh, legacy of dealing with this coal no matter what. So to to act as if covering this coal ash pond is going to finish things is disingenuous at best. And I, I think, again, you bringing that up is a great point because I don't know. And I think that's a such a great question to ask. And I think the mayor would be a great person to answer that question, too. And we absolutely will when he joins us uh, again a little less than an hour from now. Uh, now, Nick, we've talked about uh, what you see as the significant downsides to to capping and just leaving that uh, that coal ash in place there. Uh, but mm-hmm. it has to be noted there are potential hazards and dangers from seeking to remove all of it to truck it someplace else. Uh, how big a concern? is that i guess the question is are are there any actual good options here or are they all all just choosing from a selection of bad ones right so it's it's really just picking the ugly and the dirty choice it's 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 going to affect our community the least in my opinion when it comes to longevity when it comes to our community health when it comes to clean water when it comes to keeping our groundwater uh not being affected by dirty coal uh residue left over coal ash stuff it's 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 paramount to us that you know we pick the option that's a long-term thing the sierra club has been focused on protecting communities from coal ash and uh different power source creating uh coal endeavors and we think that it's very important to explore all options for the community not to just think that this is the only one that makes sense so that's that's kind of why we we've been advocating for a lot of our members to show up and voice their opinions as well is there another option besides one of these two, either capping or removal? Uh, is, is there any third alternative that isn't being discussed yet? And, you know, I, I know cost has to be a factor in all of it, but is there something on, I guess, on the wish list that if we, if money was not an object, we could do that might be a better option in your view? Honestly, I don't know of any of the newest technologies that, that might be on the forefront, but I mean, there's, I know a lot of these different chemicals are utilizing different capacities within the coal ash. However, I don't think mining it or trying to separate it makes much sense at our current uh, technology uh, moment. Uh, but really, I don't know. All I know is that this this is what I think is best for our community from the people that, uh, you know, analyze this stuff nationally as well. Uh, keeping it buried and potentially in an online pond is dangerous, and I think it's just a bad choice to do, and when we know better, we should do better. Uh, as we noted, the uh, hearings uh, happening today are a required part of this process. The utility must make its permit application to the EPA by February 1st, but that kicks off then a whole new process. So what role will the Sierra Club and other environmental groups play uh, in all of that if, in fact, the utility goes ahead with what seems to be its preferred option of capping, uh, how far will you go to fight it, either through the permit process or potentially through the courts? Uh, we'll, we'll be there every step of the way, like Sierra Club has been and continues to commit to be. Uh, we're concerned with the, the shared natural resources that we all have in common, which is the earth, air, water. Uh, so we'll be there one way or another. Uh, hell or high water, you'll see us.
Reminder again that there is another one of these uh, public hearings that will uh, get underway at 5.30 this evening in the Springfield City Council Chambers. You'll be able to uh, view that online uh, through the City of Springfield website, springfield.il.us, or if you are in Springfield, uh, Cable Channel 18 will be carrying it live as well. Or you can attend in person, wear your mask, but you can uh, sign up to offer your own comments and viewpoints as well because, uh, again, the utility says it is going to uh, collect and listen to all all of this public input as it uh, works through this process. Nick Dotson, Sangamon Valley Group of the Sierra Club, thank you for your time. We do appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.